0: Welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy.
1: And I'm your host, Kevin.
0: This week we read Bakuman Volume 17. We're about halfway done with Bakuman. Yep. Before we get to that, though, we have Shonen Jump. And I found Shonen Jump this week not to be bad, but to be, like, really disappointing.
1: Yeah, I, I could totally see that, yeah.
0: Like... But it, my rankings were, ended up being super weird because of it. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. And it was just kind of like, oh, well, that was okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, I definitely had some, like, even when I was doing the ranking, I was like, I'll put these here. No, you know what? I'll actually put this above it and this above it and this above it. Oh, okay, then.
0: Yeah, I wonder if we have the same thing that usually ranks very high doing kind of, eh. We'll, a we'll little see bit it to that part. Yeah. But we will start off with Jujutsu Kaisen chapter 144, That Place. What did you think of Jujutsu Kaisen this week, Kevin?
1: It's just kind of interesting, like it's not like there's definitely some cool stuff going on, but I didn't feel like like a lot stuff happened in this chapter, but I was just kind of like, okay, cool. This is a new development.
0: Yeah, but ultimately they were in a place and went to another place with some stuff yes. that made sense and rewards you for knowing the story, which is yes. a nice feeling. But I still do not understand the culling game, and like now that we know who's behind it, why would he do that? Yeah. That doesn't really make sense. Also, it implies that Kugasaki died, but we already implied that, and until we see a body, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I mean, Duty to is totally the sort of series where I could believe she would die, but again, you're going to have to show me proof. I assume she is best genus until proven otherwise.
1: Well, and didn't Itadori not know that she might have been okay.
0: I believe so, that's the case, but but then but then he asks like, "Hey, I got to make sure."
1: Yeah, so it it's almost like he was reading Jujutsu Kaisen. So he was like, "Well, I mean, they were like clearly making waves of like, oh, maybe she's not dead. Is she fine or no?" And uh, I was just kind of like, "Don't don't you not know anything?"
0: Uh, to be fair, though, Dory seems like he would ask, like yeah. he would hope. I I can buy that.
1: Yeah, and I guess he wouldn't necessarily know that she had been injured and killed, in air quotes. Anyway, so he might have just been like, well, hey, if you're here, where's yeah, where's she at?
0: He knows she was injured, but he doesn't necessarily know she, was, she should have died, but maybe survived. Yeah. He doesn't know either of those two facts, though, so asking makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I don't understand this culling game or why this culling game, and I don't really understand why they're going to this guy. It's cool, though.
1: I sort of understand why they're going to the barrier, dude, because, you know, they're basically trying to get information almost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I like the party as it is right now, and I like how they get there. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Yep. Yeah, so it was okay. Nothing special.
0: Yeah. That'll bring us to One Piece Chapter 1008, leader of the Atamayama Thieves Brigade, Ashura Doji, and fucking called it. Yep. Not, not that I feel like, very at the very beginning, where it's like, I am definitely Odin. And like, oh, yay, Odin. He's like, I came here with Toki's power. And they're all like, that makes sense. I'm like, this is 100% a trap. And then the next page is Shura Toji be like, hey, guys, this is 100% a trap.
1: Yeah. I really like it. He was like, I came here with Toki's power. And he's just like, uh, I know for a fact that's impossible. So <laughs> that's, who are that's,
0: you? That's actually not how that works. You're Kanjiro. Yep. Because nobody dies in one piece. Hey, speaking of, Orochi is alive and he's just going to burn the place to the ground.
1: That was surprising to me.
0: Honestly. Me a little too. I did think he was dead. But again, nobody well, dies in one piece. They showed his head getting cut off. He's got eight of them. He, I guess. I could honestly
1: he, see that, where <laughs> if he's some devil fruit user that has eight the, heads or something silly.
0: Oh, we know he's a devil fruit user. He turns into a Orochi whatever. You know what I mean, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. So that's the only explanation that makes sense to me. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Although I like the Kanjuro twist. I, I am still confused about who healed them because it wasn't yes. Kanjuro Odin. So it seems like they should be around. So that's odd and interesting. We'll see. And I really liked how this chapter ends with us getting back into the Luffy Kaido fight or, you know, yep. the five top pirates with Kaido and big mom and killer or kid and Zoro being like, we got to split them up. Finally get the two of them together as hell. And Luffy's like, yeah, I've been to hell before it's home territory for me. And Kaido being like, Oh, you're so fucking cool. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was really good. And I do really like the, the shot of Kaido and big mom with Kaido. I think he's like half animalized at this point. Cause it looks like he's got like dragon scales. Yeah. Covering bits of him, just looking like badasses.
0: Yeah, it's very good. hmm One Piece was quite good this week, I thought. Anything else you want to add that I skipped over? No. Alrighty. That brings us to My Hero Academia, number 307. Been a while. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? It was okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was okay. It was fine.
1: Yeah. You know, like, I'm hoping this is just going to be, because it's, Uh, Muscular shows up,
0: yeah. Which remember what I said when Muscular broke out of jail? Yeah, I don't need to see him fight Deku again. Well, the manga disagrees. I mean, this could be a
1: if he just jobs him. Yes. In this next chapter, like, oh, this is
0: to
1: this is to show Deku's growth. Like he struggled to fight Muscular the first time, and now it's just gonna you know Muscular's gonna be like, oh, it's you. He just knocks him out in one hit. Or something yeah. silly like that.
0: The problem with that is that you need somebody behind a Muscular for him to then fight after, right? That's fine yeah. if Nappa has Vegeta standing behind him or if Birder has the rest of the Ginyu Force. Muscular's yeah. just here on his own. Also, he, the, he, the people he's beating are two random heroes who they have to put in a Stanley editor note for you, to remind you who they are. And I recognize the guy because he has a good character design. I also recognize the girl. I, I did not personally, but I mean, I, because she was with him, I was like, I was like, he, she must be from that arc. Yeah. No, I remembered for,
1: cause she's got the weird telescoping quirk. So like, she can like telescope parts of her body together. So like she dodges out of the way of an attack by like sucking her torso into her hips. Yeah. So she looks like a head on top of two legs, which I remember just being extremely odd. But I really, cause like you said, I recognized the guy. I was like, oh yeah, that's that Earthshake, like uh, Earth Tremors guy, and just recognized her next to him.
0: I mean, that's fair. I, yeah. I, I'm not like, oh man, these characters shouldn't have come back, but I them being the focus of most of the chapter, I don't care. This is way more effective if it's someone from Class 1A, or even Class 1B if they're one of the characters we care about. Yep. Then uh, Deku shows up and he's common writer now. I do yes. kind of like the outfit, but unless he has a henchin sequence. <laughs> i mean if this chapter had had a deku Henshin sequence at the end i'd be all about it yes but yeah it was fine mm-hmm. anything else you want to add or shall i move along i'm good that brings us to mashall magic and muscles chapter 56 mash burned dead in the visionary of fire another chapter of Mashal where i feel like nothing happened yeah we have this character kind of like the ending is okay yeah, it's Mashal humor, it's this character coming into conflict, but it it really seems like two chapters in a row where just nothing happens
1: there is a little bit of that, yeah but I do this chapter at least made me care about the Margot guy a little bit more, like I respect him as the antagonist, because the one guy's like, oh, you want to mess with Mashal and he's like, no I'm going to kick his ass anyway, but I'm just going to straight up kick his ass. I'm not going to try and poison him or cheat or gang up on him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you. That scene is fine. But again, I just don't care about Margo at all. Like it made me care a
1: little bit more Fair. And so I was like, Hey, you know, good job. I actually care a little bit about Margo as this antagonist that you're setting up that he's at least someone with enough integrity to, be like, no, I'll just beat you in a straight-up fight. Like, I know I'm better than you, so I'm just going to win. I don't need to cheat or try and trick you.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It just didn't do much for me, especially the middle bit with all the sort of secondary characters getting their little bit. Yeah. didn't think that was very funny or it advanced any of them. No. The funniest
1: thing for me was when the one guy's like, uh, let's play a game. And Ash was like, nah. Yeah. Like he usually is. He was just, yep. nah. Uh, yep. You do, re- and then the guy's like uh, you do realize that I have like some control over your current future into becoming a divine visionary and I was like uh, shit I didn't really want to do this but uh, okay I guess
0: let's play a game and like the last like I said the ending particularly the last panel is funny but yeah. like I said it just didn't feel like much to me
1: mm-hmm. nope totally agree
0: anything else you want to say about it? no that'll bring us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin chapter 36 partner what did you think of this one Kevin?
1: This had some good stuff. I really like Dolphin getting, like, upset that they have Chaco and kind of just taking out most of the mooks because of that. You know, like, hey, you're still fighting us. And he was like, nope, we're not playing anymore.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like when the villain's like, oh, wow, you really are a dolphin now. You use that body like it's natural. Yeah. And so being like, what? They were cops together? Why didn't I know this?
1: <laughs> yes, I do like that. And then he was, you know, like, ah, well, you always, you know, I, I managed to beat you. He was like, yeah, but I got the last victory. Yay chills chose me. And now we're going to yeah. go into a backstory of Chaco's mom, I'm guessing. Yep,
0: yep. That, it, they literally say Chaco's mom was. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. Yeah, that should be interesting. I found the humor at the beginning really odd, though. Like Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin is frequently a gag manga, so it's not like it's completely out of place for the series. But it felt really weirdly timed, with that giant hand and the girl who betrayed them, whose name I can't think of now, being like, "Wait, the right leg and the right hand are not that big," and she's like imagining the proportions on it.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. It was like. She was like, so he would look like this, and it's just him with the giant hand, and part of me liked that.
0: Yeah, it just seemed really weirdly paced for me. It did, yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? No. All right, that'll bring us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 38, Sengurochka and Ungaikyo. Man, now not only do we have excessive camel toast uh, shots, they speak to us, and that's <laughs> creepy and I don't like it. This isn't even me being like, oh, that's pervy. That's like, no, no. Think about your, your balloon dialogue or your dialogue balloons before you draw this, please. <laughs> if the character literally has to speak, do not draw them like this, please. For me, your friend?
1: Yeah, that one was really egregious.
0: Other than that, I like the chapter okay. Yeah. I do love that the uh, Snow Ayakashi is like, we're going to have a snowball fight. If you hit me with one snowball, you win. You just have to give up. I can hit you as many times as you want because I have snow powers and mirror powers. You can't hit me. And then when I'm to call him Mashal, and that's not his name even a little bit. Matsuri, when Matsuri hits a, her with a snowball, she's like, no fair, do over. And, he, and she's like, no. And she's like, okay, well, I guess you win. <laughs>
1: Well, I really love, so they're fighting, and he's like, uh, oh yeah, I forgot my ninja gear regulates temperature a little bit, but if this continues, Suzu's going to catch a cold. And it's like, oh my, yeah, Like that's the worst thing ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'd not super care for the outrage at the end with the Snow Ayakashi going on a rampage, but at least it's because of friendship and being lied to, so. Yeah. I do love that Ugaikyo's like, you're useless. And she's like, but but shown in friendship. <laughs>
1: that was really good.
0: This is shown in jump still, even with that egregious camel toe shot. <laughs> Aw spats. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, w- one panel. Of-
1: yes. I actually really liked the, uh, the moment with Shirogane where they're like, Oh, are you going to be fine? He's like, I've activated winter fur mode. And then he just gets <laughs> covered in
0: snow. And Susu's <laughs> like, I will avenge you, Hirogane! <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that was good.
0: Yeah. No, I, the snowball fight stuff's all real good. Rich is great. Yep. I want her to stick around. Hoping she does. righty. Next, we have Build King Chapter 18, A Symbol. And man, does Build King just want to keep throwing stuff at us. Yes. It's like, Jeremy, I heard you thought this was too much stuff. Here's some more!
1: <laughs> yes. Oh god, I had the exact same thought of like, dude, maybe slow down just a little bit. There's some s- cool stuff, there's some cool story buried underneath all of the new shit.
0: We've got troll tools, we have mech, we have buildings designed to be mechs, we've gotten house <laughs> peace being the ultimate places for a, the idea of a build king as a giant battle mech you take the world over from, I'm pretty sure that's at least the plot of one Final Fantasy game. <laughs>
1: And then we have Golden Vigor.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also there's some friendship and some sacrificing your life and stuff, too. Well,
1: that that's what I meant by there's some cool <laughs> story beats buried under all of this new shit.
0: Oh. Man, the more we talk about it, the more I... Build King might also be my dumb kid. I'm hoping that it will
1: slow down. Like, you can't keep throwing new shit at us. And there's, like... There's still, like I said, there's glimmers of good story there, so it's keeping me reading. And I'm hoping they're like, you know, it's like, all right, if you look at Hunter Hunter, he did not immediately throw fucking everything at you.
0: Maybe slow
1: down a little bit.
0: He did it very slowly and revealed that they're in an eternal tournament arc that never ends.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, every, not every, but lots of Shonen stuff has gradual you know, reveals of this stuff. Like, can you imagine one piece of hockey was just thrown in right at the start as well?
0: It kind of is. It just doesn't tell you about it. And that's one of the things that makes it brilliant.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's perfectly fine. I am absolutely fine with you foreshadowing stuff, if that's your plan, or using scenes to then expand upon later
0: kind of thing. Because that creates mystery. Whereas here we have information fatigue. Yes. The problem, Kevin, is you're where I was like three weeks ago. Imagine if this keeps going for three more weeks, because I can. It's easy. I mean... I'm I'm hoping it doesn't. It's kind of impressive, to be honest, to come up with all this stuff. Not going (laughs) to lie. Uh, But I don't know that it makes great manga.
1: We'll see. Like I said, there's good glimmers of story. Uh, So I'm hoping it does a little bit better next week, and we can stop throwing information at us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Last but not least, we have Mission Yosakura Family, Mission 76, Rising Snow. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin?
1: This chapter really got me. Specifically the Kenga, like, basically mind-reading his opponent. And then that backstory of him being, like, a bum. Or a... Not a bum. Uh, a homeless kid.
0: It's a good m- mechanic for revealing sympathetic villain backstory.
1: Yeah. And it just... it. It nailed me for whatever reason. I was like, wow, that was that was really cool. That was a really good way to defeat the villain. You know, basically like, hey, is this what that person in your past would have wanted? No.
0: It didn't really nail me, but I did appreciate it. Like I said, I think it's actually a really good mechanic. It's not quite as good as the way Demon Slayer did it, which I think is the best mon- shonen manga to ever do that. Mm-hmm. But it was really effective, I agree. And from a storytelling angle, I can appreciate that. So it ranked pretty high for me, especially this week, where not a lot yeah. of stuff got me. Yep. That said, I did feel like this was wrap-up to a fight that had already felt over last week. Like, not yeah. that I expected to move on this week, but it felt like we went for a long time with it. It does seem like we're finally getting to where I want this story to be, which mm-hmm. is the final confrontation. So that's also exciting. And I didn't dislike it. I, I agree with you. I think it is a pretty good chapter. It just didn't get me when it was going for me. That's fair. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That will bring us on into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just the stuff we talk about every week, from our least favorite up to our favorite. No Dr. Stone, which would have been a balm to this magazine, I think, this week, leaves us with 19. So what do you have at number 19? Me and Roboco. Same. It's kind of me and Roboco's worst tendencies, and like this almost feels like it should be the final chapter in some ways. I was starting to get those vibes near the end. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose two of the main characters when Gachi Gorilla and Rich Kid, whose name I don't remember, not showing up, should have tipped me off that it was not, but it kind of had that energy. But, you know, any chapter of me and Roboco being the last one would make me happy, so. Yeah. Is there anything more you want to say on it? No. Okay. What did we have at 18? High school family. I thought high school family worked this week. You want me to save it for where I put it, or?
1: Yeah, sure, go for it. I just, I didn't. I was like.
0: Gotcha. I have Undead Unluck at 18. Fair. Because I'm just really losing the plot on this. And we're moving so fast from that last story, I feel like. Even though we had that fight between the two stories to break it up, mm-hmm. it still feels real rapid pace to me. And, like, we need some time to breathe and explain some stuff that goes on because I'm kind of getting fight fatigue. Fair. What do you have at 17? That's where I put I Tell C. Same. I want to like I Tell C, but... Man, I don't. this... <laughs> Man, is this chapter not uh, not helping me with that, especially with this weird new direction they're taking. And it feels like the chapter goes on forever. Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, we got permission to keep going, but we didn't. But we have to get results. But they can disband us at any time. But yeah, all oh. all of the tropes. Yes, all of them at once. Also, that cyanide was candy. I and didn't I'm think not that really your f- well either. I'm not
1: really <laughs> your father. Sure, whatever. Who cares, man? Just go away, please.
0: <laughs> no, I'm in the manga now.
1: I meant the whole manga.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Like I said, I want to like ITLC, but boy, is it making it hard for me. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 16?
1: That's where I put Sakamoto Days.
0: Oh, really? I also thought Sakamoto Days really worked this week.
1: I, I don't know, just something about it. Like, I think it'll work better with it next week, but...
0: Because the, it's the first part of a at least two-part story.
1: Yeah, like, the idiot just didn't ever connect with me, and there were, like, hints of some, like, interesting stuff, especially at the one point where uh, the Mind reader guy is like, wow, I can't believe an idiot like him survived. And Sakamoto being like, it's the idiots like him that always managed to survive.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There was just a lot of it I thought really worked this week. I actually put Sakamoto days really high. That's That's fair. Sixteen's where I put Mashal. Okay. Because like I said, I just felt like nothing happened in it. Mm-hmm. And and nothing is better than what I tell C was trying to do. Or me, Robocode, yep. on and, and Dead unlock. But. Nope, totally fair. What do you have at fifteen?
1: That's where I put Phantom Seer. Okay. Like, I, I sort of liked the, the stuff that they're going before with him being able to like, Oh yeah, I can just like manifest this Phantom as armor.
0: There's no reason for it, but there's no reason for it in a very shonen way.
1: Yeah, and so like it, it, like I kind of got it, but at the same time, I'm still feeling that it feels like you decided what his tragic backstory is now. You know, and yes. just like he's had, he's had some tragic backstory. Okay, well, we haven't had any build up to this him being afraid of using his powers because like we start the manga with him using his powers.
0: We kind of do. I feel like that was kind of an element from the start, but it does feel like they've gotten really hard into it. Yeah. At this point.
1: For me, it's just like that because they're going so hard into it, it's like, well, I, he summoned him in the first chapter. Like, sure. He hasn't done it since, but like, that was literally the first thing we saw him do was summon it in a situation that would have also like triggered this trauma. Because of Abetsu being there, like he didn't, you know, he wasn't strongly connected to her, but it wasn't like he was alone and triggered it.
0: Yeah, I put it very slightly higher because I think on like in a synopsis form, if you told me what happened this chapter, I would think it was really cool, especially the ending. Yeah, I really like that idea with the phantom like around him trying to eat him and Abetsu's barrier blocking it. That's a much cooler thing for her to do than heal him with it. That yes, tracks to me. That also makes sense, it being a barrier. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. So I put it very slightly higher. Sure. The fight, though, I wish was a lot cleaner. Like, I had a lot to say about Tokyo Shinobi Squad, but not being able to tell what was going on in the fights was not one of my complaints. Mm Mm-hmm. 15's where I put Build King. Sure. Because, boy, would I like them to just, like, take all these elements they've thrown out and do some stuff with them instead of just pouring more. It's like they have a suicide soda and they're like, you know what? We could get some monster in here and some five-hour energy and some tequila and some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and why don't we go to a Pepsi place and get all that soda, too? <laughs> what do you have at 14?
1: That's where I put on Dead Unlock. I liked a bit of this stuff with Shin this week, but there's, it's like, all right, cool. We're going to go fight Summer. All right.
0: Gotcha. 14 is where I put Phantoms here. Like I said, Kay. very slightly higher than you.
1: Mm-hmm
0: said my full piece on that what do you have at lucky 13 that's where i put Maguchan. okay i've also very slightly higher i but i will agree i don't think it was an outstanding magu-chan no it it wasn't particularly
1: cute i still find it funny that Ruri just completely like flummoxes this new bad guy because how yeah. she's like basically well i don't see you as, like it's basically i don't see you as a threat yeah And he's like, but I'm a huge threat. she's like, whatever, dude.
0: Yeah. I think that really didn't work for me the first time he showed up, but this time it did. And I think that's why I have it slightly higher than you, especially Mm -hmm. at the end where, like, what was he like? And she's like, oh, you know, he's just like a straight man for all my jokes.
1: (laughs) Yes, that was pretty good.
0: Anything else you want to say on it? No. Curious where you put this. 13 is where I have Black Clover.
1: Just a little bit higher.
0: Yeah, because I could not give a shit about the first 20 pages of this. The last yeah. page is a pretty good Big Damn Heroes moment, though.
1: Yes. Also, also, totally agree. And i that's actually basically all my thoughts on it. It just went a little bit higher because I'm a bit more involved in Black Clover. So Asta showing up is like, yeah. Uh,
0: what do you have at 12?
1: That's where I put Build King. Okay. I completely agree with you. It's, let's keep dumping on the stuff. But I was like, you know, the, oh, let me use these troll tools to, like, even though the, it was an explanation dump, it helps make the sacrifice make a bit more sense that yeah. the the kid's pulling off and there's some other cool stuff going on.
0: But if it was just the troll tool thing that showed up in this chapter, I think I'd be fine with it because that's yes. like one new idea. It, uh, it makes you think, oh, is that like Tankachi's hammer? There's some similarity there. And it's not more vigor, which we've been pulling on. Yeah, right? it's it's an alternate power. It's like when Rock Lee shows up and he's like, "No, I'm just good at Taijutsu." That's fine. Yeah. Yes,
1: and I would totally agree with you. And I also like, I liked the bit with you know, oh well, you met two by four, and he must have it must have installed some of its vigor yeah. in you.
0: Again, and, I also like that idea, but yep. but so many.
1: Yes, so I totally agree with you. But I liked these little hints of the ideas, and it's like, all right, maybe if we'd spread this out a little bit. And not had over and over again, just hitting me in the head with new ideas. Where it's eventually like, okay, do you remember how you started this manga by joking about poop? I'm glad oh, we I moved away from it. I
0: don't miss that. No, <laughs> maybe I wrote
1: King too low in
0: hindsight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just like I'm glad we have moved away from that, but let's slow down a little bit, okay, bro?
0: Twelve's where I put Jan. Sure. Oh, what he had at eleven.
1: That's where I put Mashal. Okay. I thought, I like the, I like the Mashal moments where he, you know, subverts the expectations of all of these people. Like, you know, let's play a game. Uh, let, you know, let's do the thing. And Mashal's just always like, no. And I, I like that about him where he's the, and admittedly they keep basically tricking him or coercing him into doing what they want anyway. But it's just funny when they're like, ha, there's no way he'll turn me down. And he does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Eleven's where I put high school family, which I think is the highest I've ever ranked high school family by a mile. Probably. I just think the inverse of the joke where we've seen, you know, the whole story has mostly been from the son's point of view about, oh, man, it's super weird that these older people are in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Flipping it to have like an older person who used to know the dad show up and be like, it's super weird that you're in high school really worked for me, especially when he goes full Lex Luthor and tries to kidnap him to bring him to a job. Like, just the absurdity of that when it's so hard to get a good job like that. And that's the point. It actually worked for me. Fair. What do you have at number 10?
1: That's where I put Black Clover.
0: Gotcha. That's where I put My Hero Academia. Fair. Yeah. is uh, new costume's kind of cool. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to last long because it's not really a great character design, but it's kind of cool. Yep. Oh, uh, what do you have at number nine? My Hero. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> That's where I put Mission Yozakura Family. Okay. Because like I said, I, I agree it was well done. It just didn't have the impact on me. And so everything above this kind of had at least some on me. Sure. What do you have at number eight?
1: That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. I just felt like, you know, I was really writing that, yes, stuff happened, but it also feels like nothing happened. Like, we need to go see Master Tengen. Okay. And that was, that was like the chapter.
0: True. I have Witch Watch at eight. Okay, I don't think Witch Watch is great at battle. I don't think we're going to get a lot of battle out of it either, so that's Mm -hmm. fine. This new character obtrusively showing up is potentially what the series needs to keep going, but doesn't excite me. Fair. Again, it still is going top half. I enjoyed the chapter.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to a weird little love triangle thing.
0: I wonder if we're even going to get like that, because there are so many forms that could take, especially with Moy being so detached.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing it more as like the the crow familiar is really into Yes. I'm blanking on her name right now.
0: So am I.
1: But the witch.
0: Yeah. And she's into Moy.
1: Yep. And then he, uh, Moy's and like I feel like he's going to not be jealous of them man. in like a romantic sense or even be a straight man, but he's going to be annoyed that he's hanging out there.
0: Yes. I agree. See the, the real strong move is to have Moy be into the crow familiar. That's not going to happen, but <laughs>
1: that would be pretty funny. Oh my god, he's so handsome.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. See that. See that's that's the real power play. Not going to happen. But that's where it's at.
1: Yes. Uh what do you have at seven? That's where I put Night Dragons.
0: Same. I, I liked it. I, yeah, I, it I felt good. like the 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 message was just a little too over the head. Like, and I also felt like. The, the time we'd spent deciding to help him out was wasted. I think it was necessary because them helping out at a store would take out a lot of the focus away from the baseball stuff. But I actually did really kind of like that as a potential place to set scenes and as a shown in friendship bit.
1: Well, it sounds like they're still going to be helping out around the store, just not as much.
0: Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see it that we might get one mention of it again.
1: Yeah. But like, because of that, they still might have stuff happen at the store.
0: It's more Uh, what I mean,
1: because they mentioned they're probably going to do the stocking, which makes total sense, even if his dad is, you know, hasn't been missing rehab and is still doing a little bit better. It's like, yeah, but you're not going to be lifting heavy boxes and shit like you would still get your young son and his friends to do stocking in the morning, which is what they said they'd be doing.
0: Yeah, I still liked it. Don't get me. Yeah, it's still Mm -hmm. the same place as you and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yep. Kind of interested in the shortstop character. He looks very feminine, and I almost wish he was just a girl. I understand why you can't do that. Because you yep. want a realism of, I just like if the pre- the club president was one of the players and like you had a female shortstop who is real fighting with the umpire all the time. Yeah. I would be super into that. I understand why it's not. This mm-hmm. is not really a criticism. This is more of just I saw that and I was like, oh man, that would be cool. Yep. What do you have at number six?
1: That's where I put hardbolt cop and dolphin. Okay, I just think I liked some of the stuff above it more. Is this was where I was kind of starting to get to. All right, this was the stuff that I kind of liked this week. And like I said, I I really liked the you know let's get serious Chaco's in danger kind of thing.
0: Yeah, uh, six is where I put Sakamoto Days. Okay, I think like the idea of a million dollar yen prize paintball tournament is just funny to me. Like, and you've got those dumb original Tenkaichi Budokai stakes to it. Like, I guess yeah. we haven't really gotten to that yet, but you have the part where there's the character who wants the money to save his village, and Goku's like, oh man, I just really want to win the tournament. I don't need the money. Yeah. Um, and and I like that they're like, oh, we could reinforce the store, so protect it from assassins, and the dumb guy's like, I could, like, have a living. Yes. And it, it, I don't know, the dumb humor just worked for me.
1: That's fair. I think next week, with continuation it doesn't even necessarily have to be the resolution we will probably work yeah. a lot better
0: I, this feels like a two-part story to me but we'll see this yeah. dumb guy feels like he could join the party and i would be all for that it also feels like he could just be like I, th- um,
1: I think they're almost setting up the exact like situation for him to join the party of they'll still win the tournament but it's like well i mean hey if you just want a place to live and some food i can pay you to work in my store
0: yeah you could be our security detail we need that now <laughs> yeah yeah I also really like the gag about where he instantly shoots the two guys and they're like, whoa, what? And he's like, he said go, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, did I cheat? <laughs> I didn't mean to cheat. <laughs> that was pretty good. What do you have at number five? That's where I put the elusive samurai. Same, actually.
1: It's still really good. The yeah, one I joke. The
0: yeah, joke the one at the joke- end, is the, that the one you liked? Because yes. that's the one that got me. The, is it normal for your eyes to sweat?
1: <laughs> yes. They also can secrete stomach acid. That was good. Man.
0: The art style, I felt like, just really lent itself to this story. to The yeah. point where I don't know, like, I'm not saying, oh, Elusive Samurai has peaked, but I'm kind of afraid it might have here. Because I really enjoyed it that much. It's I only at number five, but.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to run into more of this, I'll call it body horror style of things with, like, people with freakish attributes. Yeah. Coming after him.
0: It's very One Piece in that way, right? It's historical yeah. fiction, so it's just exaggerated. It's not literal magic. Yeah. But I mean, like, the horse archery, the way that's drawn, is so good for this. I really enjoyed it. Well, I mean, they could
1: also, you know, they mentioned that this might be a thing that he does. Like, so it's not like, oh, the, this probably isn't going to be the last instance of him being a horse archer. Like, that actually makes a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, I think... What I'm sort of talking around and not actually saying, and the reason this is at number five and not higher, even though I keep saying I really enjoyed it, is it's really all about the art for me, and that one gag at the end. Like the story, I really don't care about the characters. I still kind of don't care about fair, and th- that's what it's lacking, and that's what it, re- and that's like a huge gap it needs to fill, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this was a pretty bad week of Shonen Jump, and there's plenty of stuff where just this art keeps you above that. But I don't know how long it keeps you above that.
1: Fair. He could still, you know, pop some of this stuff out, so I'm not losing hope.
0: Yeah, well, see, like, I'm sounding more down on it than I am, I think. But it's more of, like, I'm like, this was really good, but I don't, I'm not excited for next week.
1: Yeah. But if I and- remember right, Assassination Classroom also got a really slow start on its characters as well. But yeah, I ended and- up really connecting with them at the end, so...
0: And the difference between you and me is I don't really like Assassination Classroom, although I didn't get all the way through it. So mm-hmm. I think the stuff that went above it, though, is above it because I'm excited about what might happen next week. Fair. What do you have at number four?
1: I could agree with that as well. Uh, that's where I have Witch Watch. Okay. The little bit of insight into the, the prophecy was pretty interesting, and I just love the moments between Moy and the Witch.
0: They're very good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like like the umbrella stuff where her friend comes by. Yep. And she's like, yes, somebody saw me with a boy under an umbrella.
1: Yep. And then I really liked when the crow familiar shows up and she's like, this is Ken. He's like, you need to explain more. This is Ken. That didn't explain anything. <laughs> it was just really good.
0: It is. I have Ayakashi triangle at four. Okay. Like I said, real excited for next week. I really love the, but, but you said we were friends. Yep. That. It would have got higher if not for that panel I called out, which yes. is we don't need it. Show us <laughs> Suzu getting hit by a snowball or something. I you can I really don't need a sexy bit every week. I can read any of the past chapters if I want to see a sexy drawing, or Google <laughs> sexy drawing, and I'm sure I'll get something. So yeah, what do you got at number three?
1: That's where I put One Piece. Oh okay, it's still really good. I I liked a lot of the stuff in it. And I'm looking forward to next week. So I just think my other two things, I like just a little bit more.
0: Okay. I got Hardballed billed and dolphin at three. Okay. Like the chapter. I'm real excited for where we're going. I like the Chaco stuff, like you said. Uh, it would have gone higher if not for the comedy at the beginning feeling just out of place. Fair. What do you have at number two?
1: That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle.
0: I know you can't see it.
1: Again, I don't mind the sexy bits in every chapter, so.
0: I I think part of it is when it's so egregious, I don't find it sexy. It's like they talk about in Bakuman where you have to make the panty flash look accidental, right? Yeah. And I don't fully agree with that. Suzu just stripping often works because she's that sort of character. But like, hey, let's just put the camera where there is a sexy thing. Yeah. Is, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it just, it's not that it doesn't register, but I just don't think about it that yeah, way. I understand. And so I was just writing with the snowball fight was just amazing.
0: in this, it was good. Look, it's out of bad chapter. It still made the top four for me. Yep. I got Jujutsu Kaisen it too. Well, I agree with your criticism of not much happened. I feel like it really rewards you for understanding the characters. Like the idea that the character can track his younger brothers that are there is really cool. The idea that they're going to this place that was kind of mentioned before, but we haven't actually seen on screen Yep. is cool. I really like the party that they have together now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I didn't think Shonen Grimp was with all that good this week. So Fair. Even though I agree with your assessment of it, I still thought it was better than 18 of the 19 things in here. Totally fair. What do you have at number one? As if I haven't figured it out by process of elimination.
1: Yep. So that's where I put Mishin Sakura. Like I said, that backstory just got me. Just the, the whole thing with the, the homeless kid... And the granny who sacrificed herself so that he could live through a cold winter just really hit me. And so I really liked it.
0: And one is where I got One Piece, which is the only chapter this week that I don't really have a criticism for. I like that I got to call the thing, like, it rewards you for paying attention. Mm -hmm. The Orochi coming back thing is a little weird, but I immediately came up with a reason why it could be true that I think works going back to the luffy fight i did not expect so quickly and i just really like the way it it only really jumps between three characters i guess four if you count orochi yep but i thought that was real tight and efficient mm-hmm. and i enjoyed it yeah Alrighty, that does it for jump card join us after the break where we will be talking about another thing i enjoyed bakuman volume 17 So we're at Bakuman Volume 17 this week. What did you think of it, Kevin?
1: I really liked it. Just like I've been doing the whole time with Bakuman. Right at the end here, I wanted to keep reading, which is always, you know, yeah, a great feeling when you hit the end of the volume. And it was like, the first thing I want to do is just click next chapter and keep going.
0: Yeah. So this is the volume where Lex Luthor decides he's going to create a comic book business to defeat Superman. I mean, Muto Eshigori. <laughs> I think that would be
1: similar to... It wouldn't be a comic book business, it would be Lex Luthor decides to make a superhero training academy to best (laughs) Superman in being a superhero.
0: That's actually a thing that's happened.
1: I know. (laughs) But But I was like that would be the parallel that I would draw here. Where he was like you know, screw all you regular superheroes I can just buy superheroes with money.
0: (laughs) I do like that he has a shirt on that literally says comic hustler.
1: (laughs) It's pretty good.
0: So when I went through and read all of Bakuman, this was my least favorite volume. Coming back to it, I enjoyed it a lot more, but I remember not super caring for it the first time I read it. Really? Okay. I think it's just that Nanami feels like such a weird villain for Bakuman. Like, he's a traditional shonen villain in all sorts of ways, but, like, the other antagonists we have are, like, A. G, who is so not that. Yeah. That this feels really weird to me. I think I also have dumb realism complaints, or did the first time that I didn't really the second time about how gotcha. much money he's spending on all this. At this time, I'm like, yeah, of course he is. He's a shonen villain. Screw the rules. He has money from his dad. Yeah,
1: I was like, he's a shonen villain who has a trust fund. Like this is absolutely something. So you know, a lot of those idiots come up with, you know, oh, I got, I've got this great idea, and we, I just need a bit of startup cash, and it'll be great. And then it flops, and they're like, oops.
0: Well, I think also this business could actually super work if you just launched your own magazine. But it is that situation of, no, I don't want to make millions of dollars. I want to turn people into dinosaurs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like that. I forget which one of the editors, but like points that out of like, dude, he can just launch his own magazine. That would do way better than trying to like, because part of me is like, how does this business model make money?
0: Well, and he even says it hasn't yet. I know, but like even even in
1: like at his end like at his end game of you've got a hit series. You think a hit series can afford to pay that like fund that business?
0: It's 60%. If you had 60% of Dragon Ball, I think you could. Cuz he's he's got a lot of employees, but the, most of them are minimum wage and he doesn't have that many. I guess. Like and imagine if you had 60% of Dragon Ball, Naruto and One Piece. Yeah like you'd be pretty you'd be pretty okay i think i, I it is like i said I, I hit realism problems the first time i read it uh, i didn't so much the second time yeah so yeah nanami's back as we suspected last volume yep he's created a manga creation business where he yep. basically pays 16 aspiring mangaka and four experienced ones to come up with ideas and then he has teenagers read them and rate them, and he picks the best ones and finds what old artist is best suited to them, and lets them draw it in exchange for 60%. No, Which,
1: specifically he, he because initially he found the old artists and then had his teams come up with the best story to fit their style.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, you're he,
1: right. He did not do it the other way around. So, like, the guy who did Panty Flash, who I'm never going to remember his name, like, specifically, oh, what would be the best story for you
0: yeah, yeah. so he calls Muto Ashigori and he's like, I did all this to beat you, so I have to show you all my hard work. And they're like, how do you have this much money? Also, <laughs> how do you have this much of a grudge? Yep. I do like that he has a flashback to like not having any friends before reading The World is All About Money and Intelligence and then just like learning the wrong, r- wrong lesson from it. Yes. Because, you know, I will talk all day about how sometimes series are good and you can learn the wrong lesson from them and that's dangerous.
1: Yeah, and, th- and that's what, that's really how Nanami's character is. Like, this entire arc is him learning the wrong lesson and being punished for it.
0: Yeah. I also just, there's some very funny, there's not a lot of Kaya in this volume, but she continues to just be the best whenever she is on screen. Yes. Like, particularly I particularly love the bit where Nanami's coming over and she's like, yeah, I, I don't like that guy. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Later, guys.
1: Yeah, that was very good. I liked, what's uh Mashro's girlfriend's name? Miho. Miho. I like the Miho bits where because those they're good like... Too.
0: I was thinking about transitioning into those, but... Yeah,
1: because they're they so later. big into... It, yeah, because they're so <laughs> big into the Project to Defeat Nanamine. They're like kind of skipping holidays. And so Mashro's text to her is Merry Christmas. And she's like, that's shorter than my message to
0: him. Yeah, and then New Year, he does the same, and she's like, man, he must be working hard.
1: Yeah, well, I just liked how the first time she was like, it was almost like, oh, I wonder what's going on, and then with the second one for New Year, she's like, oh, he's just working really hard, okay.
0: Yeah. I also love how is like, "What you, you guys are working through New Year's again. <laughs> like, no, we'll have a break, and she's like, when? It's like, we won't have a break.
1: <laughs> no, we're going to have a party, and we're going to, you guys, and... uh no, no, we won't have a break. <sighs> Fine.
0: But because, of course, he told Mashiro and Takagi, they tell Hattori. Also, Ag Eiji, his Eiji-dar goes off and he's like, hmm, who, who wrote this story for this guy? Yep. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, he wrote it itself. What do you mean? He's like, mm, don't think so. And he's just like, well, shit.
1: <laughs> I do love that they're like, that goes, Hattori goes to the other Hatori and is like, I really, you know, like, listen, dude. Edgy has never been goddamn wrong about manga, okay? So something is up. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to just, you know, like, immediately start throwing blame, but at the very least, I'm going to investigate
0: more. Yeah. Uh, I, I do love, that's how you become captain, right? Spoilers for the end of this. Yes. Trust Edgy when he says, hmm, that's <laughs> weird.
1: Yeah. Just whatever Edgy says, man, about manga, you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. He's, he's probably right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He would be such a good editor. He's not interested in it, but I guess he might not because he's not good at sharing ideas, but he would be good at like, yeah, no, this can be one piece. Yeah. I could see him
1: later in life doing that kind of thing. Like I I could see him at the same time. I could see him not doing that because he'd still want to be creating manga. But yeah, you know, like I'm thinking down the road, he makes the the best battle manga ever. And he's like, all right, cool well, I'll continue drawing manga for fun, but now maybe I'll become like, you know, an editor. Not like, I want to say more like the editor-in-chief where he's like at the very high level of things making decisions rather than like strictly working with the
0: artists. Yeah, it's just weirdly that's not a career move that a lot of people in comic book industries, period, make. Like Stan Lee is the obvious example and Roy Thomas after him. But after that, most people kind of I guess Jim shooter I guess at Marvel it happened but that's kind of it
1: yeah I'm just saying I could see that happening with edgy like yeah him still being involved in manga and being like all right well like I'm gonna create it for fun but I don't want to like create it for money anymore but I still want to be a part of manga so <laughs> I'll use my supernatural edgy senses to uh <laughs> to create the best magazine ever.
0: So anyway, he's using Nanami's using all these old wash up artists to try to crush PCP. He, a whole bunch of older people start getting one shots in it. He cuts the one guy who doesn't rank above them. Yep. I, and the older guy whose name I swear I wrote down, but they are not, aren't in my notes. So I guess I didn't. Who did Pandy Flash Fight, worked with Mastro's uncle. Like when he finds out about him, he's like, oh, tell him his uncle always really wanted him to get into manga and would be super behind him if he was still alive.
1: Yeah, I I liked a lot of those aspects of this where Mashro's like, what? I I never got that at all. Like I thought he specifically didn't want me to do this shit because he was like, look how hard my life has been.
0: Yeah, and I really like that. He's like, he's like, well, he told your dad and your granddad that to let you do it if you decided to do it yourself, but he wasn't going to push you. Yeah, and he's like, well, I guess that makes sense why they like kept the studio around and didn't ask questions when I said I wanted to do manga. into it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's really strong. And I love how like he gets a relationship with him as sort of a surrogate uncle figure. Yep. And then immediately finds out or that he's being dumped because Nanami's like, well, they know now I've got to draw everything myself because we lied about all the other ones. So can't hurt my company. Yep. And then he lies to all his employees about the reasoning.
1: Almost all of his employees. The The one captain dude.
0: Well, he lies to him, too. The other, the captain just knows. Yeah. Because he is high enough in the business. I yeah. do love how Ashigori is like, I'm just going to crush you, dude. And the next day, Takagi's like, oh, man, you said something that cool through his face? That's not <laughs> like you.
1: <laughs> yes. I also like the conflict that Takagi and Mashiro have, where Takagi's like, I, this business plan isn't a horror. Like, wow, he's really thought out this business plan fairly like, well.
0: Like, it's not good for making money, but it's great for making manga.
1: Yep. And Mashro's all like, no, like, this is horrible. And he's got the same thing with the guy who does Panty Flash Fight, where now is super conflicted because he was like, well, like, I'm so glad that he's getting another shot because Takagi's all gun co about, you know, jump is for the young kids and he doesn't want these older people in here. But Mashro has a thing of like, dude, my uncle died because he didn't make it back into manga. I don't want that happening to anybody else.
0: Well, it's a dynamic we haven't really talked about, but that's been there the entire time. Where Takagi is the reasonable human being who's logical, and Mashiro is a shonen protagonist. Yeah. Or Takagi is like, no, no, this is like I can respect this. I mean, I'm not going to lose to it, but I can respect this. Yeah, I do. Uh, of course, Team Fukuda also gets super into it. I love how we get like so many shots of them working. Like every time we see Takahama, he is pounding five-hour energies.
1: Yes, I do love that.
0: We also we even get like an Aoki who's like oddly unflattering which I I kind of like but it looks off model for her cuz we've never seen that before even when she's really focused. I
1: honestly didn't recognize her the first time I read that that one shot of where everybody's like what Nunaminé's pulling his shit again? He's going down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I I honestly like I didn't recognize that it was Aoki. I was like who is that person? And then, like, after a while, I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I think it would have been fine if we'd seen her like that before. But.
1: Yeah. Since we never have, you know, she's got, like, a a sleep mask or a headband or something on. And it just. Yeah. 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 Like you said, just looks so off model. I thought it was a different person.
0: Oh, because she's always pretty because she's a manga heroine. But she's th- yep. like, I'll say she's a manga guy. So she has to work hard like everyone. But Hiromaru, who's like, oh, man, old people, huh? I hope I'm not that worried to a manga when I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> I do love his editor's like, God damn it. Everybody else just like is wants to take him down. Humaru is just like
1: eh. eh, whatever. Yeah, I do love the <laughs> What? 50? You said I could retire when I'm thirty. And his editor's like, That's only if you do good asshole.
0: Which to be fair, Humaro does.
1: Yes. But but I, t- I did love that. <laughs> Where, like, that was what he took out of, he's like, what? He's in his 50s and still doing manga? Oh, do we be doing that shit?
0: <laughs> yeah. So the editor-in-chief doesn't want to allow Nanami in. But because all of Team Fukuda is like, hey, we want to beat him. He's like, okay, I will let you submit a one-shot Nanami. And if you make top three, I'll, let, uh, if you don't make top three, though, you're out of jump.
1: Yep. And you'll never work for us again.
0: Yeah. So he comes up with a series called Beauty and the Billion, which is very, the world is money and intelligence derived, although it seems like it's learned the lesson since the main character is going to be a shounen hero who defies those, right? But I think the problem, we don't really see many pages from it or anything, is that Nanamine doesn't actually get that message across Yeah, because that's what his editor kind of tells him to do.
1: Yeah, I really like the the whole conclusion of that thing. I guess we could talk about it now if you want to talk a little bit more about. Everything, but I, I really like what you know. Their explanation for why he places where he does.
0: Yeah, I think we can get that into a bit. So everybody wants to beat him with something, and they're like, oh, we should try and and an arc whenever he sh- uh he his one shot runs ones, right." Abashir is like, "No, because we don't know where when that's gonna be. We should do it with a one shot." And he kind of remembers his uncle doing. Really good one shots whenever a gag manga would show up, and the editor in chief tells Hattori, Yeah, you know, do they have, are they going to make a standalone chapter that doesn't stand alone? And Hattori is like, What? He's like, Oh, never mind. I said too much.
1: He's like, Hittori, I but- can give you too many hints.
0: Yeah. And Hattori says that Master remembers his uncle would just, whenever he was up against something really big, would reread his series and try to make a standalone chapter that took foreshadowing that he didn't intend from the beginning, which is also. Ha- how Chris Claremont wrote X-Men and that's often considered the best run of all time.
1: Yeah. I really like that. Cause it makes you look like a super genius if you pull it off correctly.
0: Yes. And
1: I really like, he was like, Hey, all of these standalone, like, cause they're reading the old hero fight things. And like all these standalone chapters are like huge turning points in the story. So like, yes, it's a standalone chapter cause it's not dealing with an arc, but it's still this, you know, huge interconnected story thing. And I like how he was like, Yeah, we'll just use stuff that was, you know, like I'll just draw elements from earlier stuff and like turn that into foreshadowing, even though that's not actually what I was doing when I was writing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like you know like Chris Claremont's move on X Men. Where when Jim Lee, famous X Men artist who was at the very tail end of Claremont's run, came on. He was like, All right, Claremont, like what are we gonna do? What's next big twist? Like, yeah, what do you like to draw? I'll make it work. <laughs> He's like, ah, Wolverine and Jubilee. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> They're going to Madripoor. So, yeah, I, I really liked it as well. And again, it's super hard to do, but some of the best comics in the world have used that technique to yep. great effect. I, so we get another montage, Takahama pounding more five hour energy. And I love that. Aoki finishes her storyboard and calls her editor. He's like, can I beat him? And he's like, eh, no. I mean, your your manga's fine, but it's never going to be like top three. That's just like, not the style.
1: Yeah. He was like, it's definitely top five, but not. And she's like, oh, I don't think I can do it. And so I love, uh, she calls Hiromaru and is like, Hiromaru, if you beat him, if you beat Nanamine, I'll call you Kazutan.
0: Yeah. And he goes from like, why why would I give a fuck to, I must win so much (laughs) so that he hurts his back. Yes. Which is really unclear on purpose. in the, Like, if you go back and read it after you know, it's super obvious, but it just yeah. looks like he's being cartoony otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I I really love that. And then because of that, someone else gets a special one-shot placed in the...
0: It's the old man who yep. did Panty Flash fight, and it gets number three, and Nanamine only makes number four. So he's, yep. he's banished from Jump forever.
1: Yeah, because isn't it Takahama gets first, right? Yeah. And then PCP gets second with uh, that getting third. And during this whole thing, Hattori, who's the editor with the guy for pantyflash Fight, it was because he gets dumped. But he's like, hey, if you want to try doing something without those guys, like even before he gets dumped, he's like, if you want to try doing something without those guys, like let me know. I'm here to help. I, you know, this shows that you clearly have talent. And at first he's kind of like hesitant about it. But I really like how he was like, you know, these expressions that you're putting on these characters, that's something that doesn't, that's not in the storyboard. That's something that only you with your experience can do. That's your edge. And like, that's what helps make that one shot a reality that beats Nanamine. Yeah. And I love that all of them are like, it's because there's no Shonen in your manga, dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, you got a bunch of people to read it, but they're not people who pay for Shonen Jump. You had to pay them. They're not like Shonen Jump fans,
1: yeah. Which honestly seems like a huge oversight. In yeah, it like th- that was that was honestly a moment of realization where I was like, really? Like I I understand what they're coming from, but I don't think that would be a reason of like, oh, your uh your group there isn't huge fans of Shonen Jump. I was like, well, I I'm sure a bunch of them have to be, right? Like, what kind of idiot is trying to? Like, all right, I'm hiring all these high school students. Do you think one of the questions on the questionnaire is, do you read Shonen Jump?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. But I do like that he points out, like, they're not passionate and invested in it anymore. You yep. made it into their job. Yeah. So, yeah, Nanamine is banished to the Shadow Realm. Yep. By the editor-in-chief. And the last bit is his editor being like, maybe I am a terrible editor because I couldn't teach him the right lessons. Yeah. And then there's, like, a third of the volume left to go after that story which again, it's real impressive that Bakuman manages to get you back on so quick after something like that. Yep. I love the editor in chief bits at the end of here where yeah. he goes to edgy to be like, Hey, I'm going to be part of, I, I'm going to be the editor in chief of a new series. So I'm leaving jump. Like, thanks for uh, the memories. Basically you were, you're incredible.
1: Yeah. And I actually really love the moment where, cause normally anytime anybody comes over to edgy, he's sitting there drawing at his desk. And the editor-in-chief comes in, and Edgy, like, turns around, stands up, walks over to him and bows, and literally, like, cracks his head on the table. Yeah. Which is, like, a piece of plywood on a box. But I just really, like, that moment really got me of, this is, like, you know, this was something important enough that Edgy gave up drawing manga in order to, like, focus on this. Yes. When almost every other time we've seen Edgy, he's drawing manga. You know, except for, like, the hospital stuff. But... Most of the time, it's like, yeah, I'm at my place. I'm drawing manga, and this was a time where he was like, nope, I need to, like, I need to be a part of this conversation. That was really nice.
0: Yeah, and I love that Edgy has all these globes he's just drawn best manga in the world on. Yeah, <laughs> shows him. I
1: I do love. He's like, yeah, I've got more, and he like dumps a bunch more on the floor, <laughs> and the guy's like, uh,
0: okay. <laughs> uh, but of course, the even more powerful scene is when he goes to. Mashiro and Takagi's apartment I love for the first time we see them cleaning it as opposed to Kaya with the Swiffer it's them just desperately trying and like oh man he's gonna be so mad at us for all the shit we gave him
1: yep yeah I really like
0: that but he was the editor of superhero legend so he just like kind of stares at the place and is like oh man it's the same except it doesn't smell like cigarettes anymore
1: yep I really like that and they're like oh yeah that's right you were his editor weren't you so you've been here before
0: yeah, and he's like, sorry if I was hard on you. I just – your, your, your uncle was always like, hey, if he makes it, please watch out for him. <laughs> That's yeah. Like I kind of played favorites even to the end.
1: Well, then I liked that there were a couple times where he was like, I honestly probably was a little too hard on you. You know, a couple of these challenges were probably too much to ask, but I'm really glad that you rose to the challenge and beat them. And they were like – you know." Dude, you're the whole reason that we got this far. Like, you pushing us is what made us become who we are.
0: And he's like, nah, it's edgy, dude. You got to beat that guy. He's going to crush you. I think he's got got a new series coming. It's going to be bad, I bet. (laughs) And so, like, oh, man, we also need a new series. So, uh, Heishi becomes the new editor-in-chief. Yep. I love that page where he puts on the jacket so much. That might be my second favorite page in Bakuman. That one's pretty good. And they're all like, "Oh man, he's so cool." He didn't even smile when he, they found out. And then we just see him on the same page. He goes back to his house. Yep, buddy, like, I got the job. Yep, <laughs> and, and she's like, like, "I out. made your favorite."
1: They're oh, lovey-dovey couple. <laughs> like that was so good.
0: Like where he's like right before it's uh, like almost full flash face of him putting on his jacket and pushing up his glasses and just being the biggest badass in that. Yep. So good. Yes. Uh, and uh. Y- Yujiro Hattori is captain now. Yep. Because of Crow, presumably.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: And because it would be more difficult if Hattori became captain for the story. Yes. If he <laughs> became captain.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's probably honestly more of the reason that he did not become a captain is it would be awkward if he did.
0: Although or although it may be based on what really happened at Shonen Jump, because that is what actually happened.
1: Yeah, true. So that that could be it as well.
0: I don't know. It's super weird with these characters who are based on real people. I didn't know Dan Green did the voice of the editor-in-chief in the Bakuman dub. I just found this out. So freaking, literally, Yukimoto was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, anyway. So yeah, it, it ends with uh, Edgy deciding he's going to make a cool dark hero be the uh, main character of his series, who is a half zombie who fights other zombies.
1: Yeah, I guess half zombie is the way it's like he's a full zombie with a human heart yeah it's like ah what's that one zombie movie warm bodies is that it yeah
0: i mean it's not an uncommon trope really
1: no but it, it's pretty cool
0: and, and it's kind of stealing Ashigori's thunder because that's what they've always been talking about doing yeah and i love that they counter with ah, well, i don't know what if we just like made death note
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i really like uh you know they're their thing isn't specifically Death Note.
0: It's pretty Death Note, though. It's yes, but it's a it's about a the main character is a totally heartless villain who is the worst and gets mystical powers from a demon. And he's like, yes. I'm a good guy, so people should be like me. And they're like, but what if we had another guy who was his match? Yep,
1: yeah, who uses his mystical powers just to counteract what the bad guy's doing. Yeah, no, I I realize it is Death Note, but.
0: That's not plagiarism like, if we steal from ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I lost my chain of thought. Yeah, oh, good volume, like always. Like I said, I actually really like this one more on a reread than I did on a my first mm-hmm. reading. Is there anything else you want to bring up about it? I think I covered. Nope. I covered I'm good. all my notes for sure. Alright, that just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank man- manga characters from best to worst. At the very top, we have Uzumaki Naruto. At the bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. He sucks. In the middle, we have Red from Pokemon Adventures and Chise Hattori from Ancient Mage's Pride. Lots of characters from Bakuman. Some in the top 10. And by some, I mean Edgy because he's the best. Yep. Nanamine would be the only character I would think about moving. He's at number 59 right now. Below Tuxedo Mask. And above, Shira Yuki from Snow White with the red hair. He's kind of the highest shonen manga villain we have. So I, well, he's below Buggy and Tomura. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of agree with that because, like I said, I feel like he yeah. feels weird. It's a weird he thing does. because in another series, he would probably be fine. Yeah, but in this one, he feels kind of weird and out of place. A little bit, yeah. So, who would you like to add from Bakuman this week, or is there anyone else you think bears movement? No. I don't think anyone else moves, and I have no clue. I would say the editor-in-chief, Yashi Sasaki. He will show sure. up a little bit more, but this is kind of his high point. Sure. I don't think he's as good as Hattori. No. Either Hitori, if I'm being honest. Fair. Probably not as good as Hiwamaru either. Fair. But I think better than Hiwamari's editor, Koji Yoshida. Yeah. How do we think he compares to Hanamachi from Slam Dunk? I kind of think better right now. I agree. It's it's weird because between Yoshida and Hiramaru, we just have shown in protags. <laughs> and I think he's better than all of them. We have Jonathan Joestar above Hanamachi. I think I might want to flip that to be honest. I but think I th- some of that is We've been reading more Slam Dunk.
1: We have been reading more Slam Dunk, but I I like Hanamachi hasn't had much growth. He's still yeah. the Immature idiot so far. Yeah.
0: So Hisashi Sasaki will go at number 44 above Jonathan Joster and below Kizuwa Hiramaru. That will do it for this week. We are going to do Magical Girl Mapral because it's our show and I want to read Magical Girl stuff. Yep. So we will start with Sailor Moon Volume 4 next week because that's what I want to start with. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic fist fight by Tom W. Emmerant. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions. And our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is where you can find our website, where you can check out our past episodes on Bakuman and hear about how we love it then. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? So,
1: I saw pretty recently that a Platinum End is getting an anime.
0: We should watch that. Yeah. yeah, Maybe I should actually read that. I do like this guy's work. Yeah. I I'm, Is it this four or is it just get announced? for? It just got announced,
1: so I don't think gotcha. it's... It might be later this year.
0: Yeah, I would guess um, fall or maybe winter or maybe yeah, next it's,
1: year. It's definitely not spring, but I do remember seeing an announcement trailer that Platinum End is getting an anime. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, I had the same thought. I was like, I should watch that and honestly should probably read Platinum End. Besides the, like, two chapters we read. Yep. (laughs) Randomly in the middle.
0: Yep. I mean, they were okay.
1: Yeah, but again, jumping into, like, the middle of a story is always awkward.
0: Yes, very much so. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Join us next week.